I'll probably get some comments on that, and I really don't care if you want to know the truth. You know, preacher, are you Pentecostal or whatever? I'm not Pentecostal. I'm a born-again believer. I love Jesus. And and I don't think that worship should be calm and boring, okay? And I know this is going to go out on podcasts, and a lot of Baptists are going to hear it. And you be, you'll be welcome to send me your comments, because I'm going to base what I say on the Scripture. But here's where I'm at. You know... Um, no, honestly, I gotta be careful what I say because this is off the top of my heart, hopefully. <clears throat> but, uh, um, I've been thinking a lot over the last couple of weeks where we're at, not the church, but just in our culture. And, and, um, and you may disagree with me on this. And if you do, maybe you come back next Sunday and I'll have a polished one for you. But this, this would probably be rough. Um, we're in a terrible place if you look from just a Christian point of view and a biblical worldview of all the things that's going in. And um, this morning, I don't know where James Shield is. He's the one who looks like Abraham. Where are you at, James? There you are. He's our missionary, him and his wife, to Austin. And anyhow, they went down there to help Corey Page and his wife. And he was telling me this morning, I didn't, I didn't know it yet, because it's just been recently, but um, Corey Page and his wife have left Austin, and they've come back to East Texas. And I can't imagine um, how difficult it would be to try to to plant a church in Austin, the Hollywood, Texas. And um, anyhow, it just seems like I'm hearing more and more of that. And uh, I watched a show last night. I won't tell you what show. It's a secular show. But anyhow, because we have clear... Uh, was it called Clear Play? It cuts out everything, so I don't want you to go watching the show that I said something about, and then you say, why don't you watch that show? It's got a lot of cuss in it. Well, our, our TV cuts it all out. Yeah, I mean, there was parts of that show that stirred me on um, basically just how we start off excited and how we start off believing and how we start off involved, and we think that um, that we're going to make a difference and hopefully impact, you know, people for the Lord. And then over the years, you know, as things happen and you get calloused and you lose your excitement and and then you lose your sight of the Lord and you get consumed by stupid things in the world and idols and give me just a second. Anyhow, so last night um, I went to bed and I was thinking about my grandbabies. Um, and I'm not preaching doom and gloom this morning, uh, but you know, and if things keep going like they go in the next 20 years, man, we're in trouble. And here's the thing: do, do I believe that um, that? That this nation's going to turn back to the Lord, or if it ever has turned to the Lord, um, and there's going to be a great revival. I, you know, I believe it's possible. If you ask me, really, what I believe, I would say I don't. I don't believe that. I believe we're we're headed for a great judgment, um, and prior to that, um, I believe that it's going to get really rough. And uh, if you're here and you're a parent of young children or grandchildren, um, Here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to stand before the Lord. You know why they're still alive here. 
And he'd look at me and go, you know what? You know it was bad and you talked about how bad it was and, and all that stuff. And, uh, but you didn't do anything. You didn't stand. You didn't go against the culture. You didn't, you didn't step outside of that just to try to do something. And now your grandchildren are going to be persecuted because of your comfortable, sorry, comfortable living and your lackadaisical attitude. Now I'm just talking to me this morning. Maybe this don't apply to anybody else. And so you know, I thought, Lord, um, I really don't care if a hair lives the Pope. It's the best words I can use. Um, I want to do something. Might not change the world, but I don't want to stand before the Lord guilty of being like the world and blending with the world. And and here's the thing: Do I think that we could have a great revival? Absolutely. I I believe God's people could turn this nation upside down. And and when I watch things like that video and I see. People worship, and I know how, you know, Baptists are, and I'm Baptist, and I know how they are. Well, I don't agree with all that. You know what? Get up off that, because you ain't taking the Bible and showing me nothing. I've done studied it for 20 years almost every day, and you're not going to show me nothing about that. Our worship sometimes is so stinking dead, and, and, it, and here's where I'm at today. <laughs> you know, if it upsets you, I'm not trying to upset anybody. I'm just looking from my, at my worship. How that I can say those words that I came out, I ran out of that grave. How can I say that and just whisper it or stand there and not even say it, just read it while it's up there? You know, I know everybody has bad days, but let's be real, week after week after week after week after week, we can just... We we just silently worship. I'm not just talking about in church. I'm talking about out there. We're we're not going to change the world in here. We're going to change the world out there. But if we can't honestly worship in here, don't tell me how much we're going to worship out there. You know, here's what what my conviction is, and it is what it was 20 years ago that I've kind of just let it fall to the side. My conviction is that God is incredible. And I have everything in the world to scream and to jump and to shout to the Lord for, whether it upsets you or anybody else. I'm not doing it for you or anybody else. And I'm not into hype. You understand that? I'm talking about knowing God. Worship begins me being in God's Word and in on my face before the Lord. And if we think that we're going to continue in this route of dull religion, dead religion. Here's what I think. If it's dead, let's bury it. And that's what the world's doing. It's burying us because we remain silent and ashamed of the gospel. And we just want to make sure we save our own skins, basically. And we come here a lot of times just because we don't want to feel guilty or it's about us and we just want to get our dose. And we're not, I only think half the time we come in, we're focused on Jesus and what we have. You know, and there's a scripture, I wish I could find it if one of you read it. I think it's in 1 Corinthians 14, like I said, I didn't look at this, but uh, let me read it. Uh, there it is, right there. In verse 24, 1 Corinthians 14, it's talking about a church. I guess you'd say, I don't like to use the word service. But it said, if all prophesy and an unbeliever 
an uninformed person comes in, he is convinced by all, he is convicted by all, and all thus the secrets of the heart are revealed. And so falling down on his face, you're talking about an unbeliever, he will worship God and report that truly God is among you. That's what your worship should be. I listened to a video from Robbie Zechariah last night, and and uh, he was, I told, shared this with the worship team a little bit. He said that he was at a conference. If you don't know Robbie Zechariah, listen to him. He's an amazing, apologetic preacher. <clears throat> but um, he said he was at, <clears throat> at a conference at this huge resort. And he was telling this to Passion City Church, uh, Louis Giglio's church. And he said, I was watching your worship uh, prior to this, and I wanted to share this with you. He said, I was at a huge, uh, you know, fancy resort. They had a conference going on, da-da-da. And he said, uh, they had a worship service, and the people there were worshiping. And he said, and afterwards, the owner of this resort, who was a Muslim, asked if he could speak to me. And he said, I went over to him, and he said, this Muslim man said, I, I've been over here to the side observing your worship. And he said, I listened to the songs and I watched the people. And he said, I've never seen anything like this in my life. He said, this has to be Jesus. And he said that he trusted Jesus as his Savior just from watching God's people worship. And the Bible confirms and says, when somebody comes in here who is an unbeliever, doesn't say they ought to listen to a great three-point in a poem message. It says they ought to be able just to watch you and come to the place where they're convicted by our worship without me ever standing up here. That they're so convicted by the worship that they fall down on their face and go, truly, God is among this people. Will anybody raise your hand? Anybody know of any time that's ever happened here? What's going on? I mean, really, what's going on? We so Americanize the gospel with our sanctified holiness that we decide how we worship, and if God's not pleased, he can get over it. You know, this last verse, I'm going to get you out of here real early today, but hopefully this will give you something to think about. Look in Revelation real quick. Revelation, you all know where I'm going, chapter 5. You know, I watched that video there, and those, I just see the excitement of the people. And here's the thing: I know you can say, "Well, that's, that's just emotion; it's just excitement." Yeah, I, obviously, I get emotional, and I do get excited. I promise you, three weeks from now, if God be with me in deer season, I hope I'm going to get really excited. If I shoot what I've got pictures of, I'll probably hurt my back again when I do a backflip in the woods, screaming to the glory of God. And I can do that over a stupid deer. But I can't, I can't praise God, you know, over my salvation and who He is and His glory and His goodness. If you think for one minute that heaven is going to be walk in, sit down, be quiet, and wait for an entertaining show, you're dead wrong. Heaven's going to be worship because we're going to be there worshiping. And when you look in in Revelation chapter five, this is heaven. This is the very throne of God. And in verse 8 it says, Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures, the twenty-four elders, fell down before the Lamb. When's the last time you've been to a worship service where people fell down? 
I'm not talking about falling out, being slain in the spirit and that kind of crazy stuff. I'm talking about fall down because you recognize you're in the very presence of a holy God who demands your face to be on the floor. Just his presence. Fell down before the lamb having a harp. In the Greek, that's guitar. And go, y'all lighten up a little bit. Golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. You see people falling down praising God in prayer. And then all of a sudden, and they sang a new song. Doesn't say a worship team. Doesn't say a worship team came up in an orderly fashion and entertained the church in a, in a song. It says everybody there was singing a new song. What does the song say? You're worthy. I, I think we could just stop there. That should define our worship. You're worthy. What, are you, what is God worthy of? You look at your own heart. I, I, I'm standing up here on the front. Understand this. I'm not judging you. I'm standing up here on the front. I'm looking at that wall. I can't see any of you or what you're doing. So, if you looked at your own self this morning, if God, if you die after church today, or in the middle of this message from a heart attack, and you stand before the Lord, and He replays your worship this morning, and He asks you the question, so this is what you think I was worthy of. Would you be able to say, yes, Lord. I brought it this morning. I offered you my best because that's what you're worthy of. Or maybe you'd be one of them people to go, well, I ain't like that crazy over there that's shouting and smiling and bouncing. You know, I, I didn't do all that, Lord. Oh, I know, you were very dignified in your worship. You stood with your hands in your pocket, your lips not even moving, thinking about what she's going to do this afternoon. Is that what I'm worthy of? He said, you're worthy to take the scroll to open the, the seals, for you were slain, and you have redeemed us to God by your blood. It's all about Him. It's not about us. See what worship is? It's all about Jesus. Out of every tribe, every tongue, every people, every nation, every crazy, every sinner, every kind of person, Lord, you died and you redeemed us, and you have made us kings. And priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. And then I looked and I heard a voice of many angels around the throne. Man, that's what I, when I watched this video, I thought that's it's just got to be just a tiny glimpse of what worship is going to be like. And go, if you didn't like that, you're probably not going to like heaven. Um, unless you're way up in the high seats where you can fall asleep. And I looked and I heard a voice of many angels round about the throne, living creatures, elders. The number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, thousands and thousands, saying with a loud voice. Can you imagine? Understand, this is future tense. If you're a born-again believer, you're going to be one in this number. You're going to be in this crowd. You know what you're going to be saying with a loud voice? might be the first time ever. You're going to be saying, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessing. Every creature which is in heaven and on earth. You see how all of a sudden your worship just spreads like a fire. You know how you turn a nation upside down? It's when God's people begin to worship God every day in such a way that He's worthy of. It catches like a fire. That's what causes revival. Not a hopped up preacher. Not three night messages. But God's people seeing Jesus for who He is in His glory. What He's done to where we cannot possibly continue. 
maintain the love that should be in our hearts and we begin to strive to go. I'm going to give you, God, what you're worthy of. When you look back over your week this week and you say, I tried with all of my heart to give God what He was worthy of. Man, heaven's going to be awesome. It says every creature which is in heaven on the earth, under the earth, and such are in the sea and all that are in them. I heard them saying, blessing and honor, glory and power be to him who sits on the throne, to the Lamb forever and ever. And then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped him who lives forever and ever. If you're a child of God this morning, one of these days you're going to be in that scene. Right? We look at we look at that clearly and go, well, I'm gonna, man, I'm going to be there. I'm gonna, it's going to be a crowd greater than what we just watched. And I'm going to be there and I'm going to see Jesus. And the only reason that I'm there is not because I was good or because I was in church or because I figured it all out or or, or I wore my three-piece suit or or you know, I'm I'm there because he was slain. That's why I'm here. Because he, he was crucified for my wretched sins. And that by his grace and his love, he redeemed me, bought me back. And he made me who I am. And I'm in that place. Your place is reserved. When you buy a, when you buy a ticket to a concert, because this week I, I watched a video and told my wife, I said, I want to go to that. I want to take our whole family to that passion deal. And I looked it up and it was coming to Grand Prairie in, in January. I was like, it's awesome. We'll be able to do it for Christmas. But it was sold out. I was like, man. But if I would have got a ticket, I'd have my seat reserved. Some of you have a ticket because you've been redeemed. You didn't buy that ticket. He bought you a ticket. Can you imagine that? I want you to think about it just for a minute this morning before I finish. I want you to think about that. When you got saved, God gave you a ticket, your reserve. Like, I want you to be here on that day. This is your seat. Standing before the Lord. What will your worship be like that day? When Jesus prayed, last time I checked, he said, On earth as it is in heaven. That's his prayer to his Father. Father, on earth as it is in heaven. God's people ought to be a people who worship because he's worthy. If you're here and you don't know Jesus this morning, Maybe you walk in and you've been at other churches and you walk in our church and you look around and you go, you know what, you know, I don't, I don't know about this whole religion thing. Or maybe, maybe, maybe you saw people or maybe you didn't see anything that moved you. I, if you didn't see anything that moved you, I'm sorry for that. I apologize from the bottom of my heart. Because if you really see Jesus for how much he loves you, he wants to save your soul and give you life and give you true happiness and joy and peace and a hope. And God is so amazing. God, forgive us for not being ecstatic over what he's done for us. I don't want you to feel guilty this morning. I'm not trying to guilt you. I just want to encourage you that you look at your life and go, if we're going to make a difference 20 years from now, something's got to change. Repentance has changed. It's not just bringing Jesus into our worship. It's, It's let's put something out. Whatever's hindering your excitement about the Lord in life, whatever's robbed you of your joy, whatever's taken what you used to have, then put it out. Because there's nothing temporary in this life that's worthy of our, our worship. There's one who's worthy, and his name is Jesus. And my whole life should be geared towards living what he's worthy of in every aspect of my life. Will you stand with your head bowed and your eyes closed, and let's have a word of prayer.
Lord God, we uh, we just bow before you today. God, I pray that we'd be amazed. I really do, Lord. I pray you take my eyes off of the things that consume my heart and my thoughts and my days. The things that take away everything that you desire just for us to have and to experience. Lord, I pray that we'd be a people who begin by being able to come together in a place where we ought to be free to express our love to you, God, and to worship you, Lord, and that 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 would develop into a people who go out into the world unashamed, God, so so full, Lord, of your spirit and so overwhelmed by your love for us, God, that we just gotta, we just got to share it. We got to... We gotta live it so that when people see us, Lord, in our jobs and at our homes and and Lord, where we go and the things that we do, that people would see us and go, truly, truly, God's got to be in those people. Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus, God, I'm not judging anybody here other than myself. So I'm so idolatrous. <laughs> Lord, that you would change me. Give me a heart that you can do something with. I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
appreciate your attention this morning. I know that was different, but it's all right. Um, if you need to talk to me after church, I'll be sitting up here up front. And um, if you're here and you don't know Christ your Savior, I'd love to uh, sit down with you and take the Scripture and show you how you can have that. And it's good. If you're here and you're a visitor or an old-time member, and I've said things that offend you this morning, that's, I apologize for that as long as it's... Um, I'll apologize if I offended you. If now God's word offends you, I'll never apologize for that. And if you need to talk to me about that, just please have scripture. Um, and if you don't have scripture, then let the truth set where it sets. Um, other than that, well, we we talked about doing some kind of announcement afterwards. So everybody, remember, you got any announcements? Prayer meeting Monday nights. We're having prayer. Prayer meetings here Monday evenings at 6.30 is going really good. And, and so we just come together and we have a uh, a list uh, that people leave and we gather at the altar and, and pray. And when you're finished praying, you can go to the house. Um, other than that, bow shoot next Saturday at 7.30. Regular church services this evening at 6.30. Um, appreciate all our visitors being here. Hope you come back and give it another try. Um, yeah. Reannounce what? Okay, in case you forgot about that, I don't know if you are doing the Acts 4.31. If you look in Acts 4.31, read it for yourself. It talks about how the church gathered and they prayed and uh, that the place was shaken and they all went out and preached the Word of God boldly. We just asked everybody to set you a 4.31 p.m. alarm so that when your alarm goes off on your phone that, that you just stop at that point and you pray. And uh, pray for whatever it is that's on your heart. Pray for lost people. Pray for our church. It's been cool. We've got a lot of feedback from people who are doing that. So um, it's funny how it works. Sometimes I'm in the worst of moods and my phone goes beep, 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 and i got to stop. And it brings me back to a place, you know, where I need to be. Some of y'all sitting here this morning don't know me go, he must be awful. And you're right, I am. Uh, so pray for me at 431. So anything else before we go? We're going to start working on the great giveaway, uh, discussing that some on Sunday evenings, planning for that. That'll be the last Sunday in October. It's a big undertaking that we'll do, so we need all the help we can get. Pray for the ladies to be honest about the candy this year. Okay. Anything before we get in the fight? <laughs> all right, let me have a word of prayer and I'll get you out of here. Lord, I love you, God, and I thank you so much for this group of people, and I thank you for their heart. I know, Lord, they, they love you and they desire to honor you, God, and I just pray that that you would just uh, stir within us, God, rekindle uh, every day that the fire within us to uh, to express our love to you, God, not to be led away by the things and the and the cares of this world, but God, that, uh, that we would just be so so excited uh, lord about you that the devil can't even tempt us with these things that are so insignificant when compared to to your glory god i pray you would bless them with peace and uh, lord that as they go through this week god that your spirit would be so full in them lord that the world sees that light and uh, just has hope through your presence in them god i just uh, pray you watch over and keep them and ask us in jesus name amen thank y'all Yeah. <clears throat>